I tried to do a battle royale. It didn't work out very well. There were some fun moments for sure, but it was not to everybody's taste. And I I kind of like heard rumors and warnings that battle royales didn't work out. And me being me, I threw caution to the wind and just tried it. And I'm glad I did because I learned a lot of things. I learned kind of why these things maybe sometimes don't work. But yeah, it just, it really goes against the spirit of D&D. I think that was kind of the big thing that I learned, Um, which was unfortunate. (laughs) This is kind of how the Far Enough Entertainers had to come to an end, because it did. Um, As anybody who's done any type of creative endeavor knows, you only have so much creative energy. There's just so much i mean you you create these things and you put in this effort and you need to kind of step away after a while and recharge and kind of just have a little bit of freedom to you know to to read a fantasy book or you know to play a game or to to be a, a D&D character yourself you know something that'll kind of help re-inspire and refuel i've been out of creative energy for well, a couple months now, <laughs> kind of shortly after Vesper was killed. I mean, Vesper was my big villain and kind of, you know, my big inspiration uh, and kind of driving force for that campaign. I'm glad I kept going because I feel like I've learned a lot of things and I intend to, and, and I want to take a step back and really start doing some research and um, kind of figure out what what makes a really good D&D campaign and stuff. And so, so I, I it's going to be good that I take a break. Um, so I kind of lost my train of thought there. My, my daughter was just yelling something at me through the window. Um, trying to get back on track here. Anyway, so I, I kind of retconned the Battle Royale partway through um, and just had them go and fight some vampires. And then afterwards, I I said, hey guys, is it? Here's the thing. Like I'm just kind of running out of steam here on on this campaign, and trying to get these characters to level twenty because that's really what the point of the campaign was, and that that's really um, a fault, you know, of my own. Like having a campaign that's just to get players to a certain level, it, it just doesn't work. Like you got to have some direction. I mean, in my mind. I thought D&D was all about like, hey, it's this big open world and the advantage between me and a computer game is that I'm an intelligent being for the most part and I can, you know, if they want to go off in some direction, I can I can roll with that. But the one thing that the computer has on me, the video game has on me, is it can't forget anything. <laughs> it, you know, it can have thousands and thousands of scripts written into it so that if the players do something that you know something happens every time and that consistency is something that's hard and to, to it, it takes a lot of prep and thought to go into the world ahead of time as well you can't just i don't know like you can't recreate that and every medium has its advantages and D's you know making just a big a sandbox is not D. D&D is not a sandbox game. That's kind of, that's what I've learned. That's what I've learned. And so, trying to get these characters to level 20, that was the goal. And my method of doing that was to create a big sandbox game. 
It just doesn't work. It doesn't work because they don't have that much direction. Like, I mean, the visuals of a video game, of a sandbox video game, are absolutely essential to direct the player to go and do something. I want to climb that mountain. What happens when I swim across this giant lake? What's that over there? You know, there is a story to guide them, and I was trying to create that story, but the feeling of that big open world, I think... I think requires those visuals. The, you can't make a sandbox game in D&D. That's, that's what I've learned. It's got to be a bit more linear than that. So so that's going to be my, my goal and my attempt in the future. Like I said, I'm going to start reading other modules. I never really sat down and read a module. Like, how dumb is that? I mean, I have uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, which is kind of a weird one I'm learning now because there's like four different ways the story can be played and it just it doesn't work i get all over the place what i'm trying to say is i asked i offered the players (laughs) going way back man i get sidetracked going way back so at the end of the session after the battle royale i had to go fight some vampires i said here's the thing guys i'm just kind of out of juice out of steam I can't keep running this big open world and having you guys run around. We've only got one more session. I can push through and just try to come up with something next week, and we can do a one kind of one shot, the one session at level 20. Or we can take a break right now, and we'll come back to these characters someday after I've had some time to just grow as a DM, I guess, and you know, to study and to learn and actually like take some time to make a good level 21 shot. To take that time so that when we do finally end these characters, it'll be something good, something memorable. And they, of course, all agree to that because they're wonderful. Um, and so, yeah. So that was that was kind of how that this campaign ended. Like, it's, it's suddenly over. And, and I'm glad. Um, I feel really bad for Mike, who's, I've said before, has been playing since second edition, and he's just known the whole time that I was just killing myself as a DM. He, he mentioned it too. Um, you know, just trying to make, make this big sandbox world in D&D. It just, it doesn't work. So, I think that's the lesson that I've learned. So, Farrell is going to be picking up, not this Friday, because this Friday we're all taking a break. Um, people have some things that they've got going on. But next week we'll be picking up with Farrell's campaign. Uh, Farrell isn't his real name. And since I'm going to be talking about him a lot more, I really hope that I don't slip up um, and call him by his real name. He asked that I say his use his, this uh Filler name, which I like. I mean, Farrell's a great nickname for him. But anyway, yeah, some of the people are using their real names and some of them aren't. So sometimes it's hard to keep keep track. I may have already slipped up and not realized it. So I apologize, Farrell, if you're listening. I apologize if I call you by your real name going forward. Because I, I am. I'm going to record my experience as a player and kind of try to record some of the things that I'm learning um, as well. But, yeah, so I'm thinking about kind of including some other 
maybe episodes here and there. I've talked about this before. Of just kind of other things that I'm learning. I'm not entirely sure. Gonna have to play it by ear. You know, as not being the DM, I'm not gonna be sharing. You know, kind of parting the curtain as to this is what was going on the on the other side of the DM screen. Cause I don't know. I'm just the player. It's just strictly gonna be the player's point of view and my character's point of view, which is gonna be kind of unfair to all the other players who you know may be listening to this podcast. Um, cause they're gonna only hear about their characters from my character's point of view so yeah it'll be interesting anyway um i'm trying to decide if i should talk about the campaign now or maybe next week because next week there won't i won't have anything to talk about because we won't have a session so i might do kind of as i learn more a campaign slash character intro um i may just pick something that I've learned in my D&D reading and kind of share that. This podcast is in part, you know, obviously recording the events of the campaign, but also just the things that I learned. So maybe next week I'll just talk about this is what I learned. So yeah, this week's big lesson was D&D is not a sandbox game. It's got to be a little bit more linear. And you can, you could probably, if you're really skilled create that illusion because that's really what all all games are video games are the same thing they're all trying to create that illusion of freedom that you can go and do whatever you want you see it all the time but every every game has its limitations every dm has his limitations or her limitations uh it's creating the illusion that those limitations don't exist so maybe there's a way to do it. I haven't figured it out yet. I just, I bite off more than I can chew. That's how I start every new endeavor. That's just kind of who I am. I I jump into the deep end before I realize I haven't quite learned how to swim, let alone doggy paddle. So probably my character is going to be that too. I'm, I'll, I'll do a minor spoiler. I'm playing a monk and... Trying to kind of play him as an assassin slash ninja. I don't know if that's going to be really bad or not. Maybe I should. I mean, I've played just a plain old fighter before, and that was fun. Uh, Tina, the Minotaur, from Abby's campaign. So maybe maybe I have taken it a little slower. I don't know. Maybe this won't be so much jumping in the deep end with a character. But we'll see. It's going to be a different experience. Farrell has uh, made it no secret that he kills characters on a regular basis so i'm trying hard not to get too attached to my character but i really like him i think he's pretty cool we'll see though i've got an idea for a backup character that i also like so that's probably a good place to be anyway long story short the far enough entertainers are done for now we'll do a level 21 shot someday but for now for now, we're we're putting that to rest. The characters, as I said, they um, had a weird dream where they did a battle royale thing, and that ended really weird. Oh, I should say, by kind of retconning it, I allowed Mika to cast Wish and sort of bent the rules on it a little bit, so it all end early. Mika did win, Yvelda. Yvelda did win Battle Royale, kind of. I, I I, let her use the wish in a little bit more powerful way than I think it was meant to be. But I think everybody was okay with that because 
the battle royale was not ideal. It wasn't ideal. So, yes, I, I should mention that for her her victory there. Well done, Mika. So then I went and sent them to go and chase some vampires. And they cleaned house, no problem. Because at level 19, there's just really nothing you can throw at them. Maybe just one Tarrasque. But I don't... I, I seriously thought about having them fight a Tarrasque. But one... I am afraid that they might die. <laughs> and two, if they were to win, because they have so many homebrew items and abilities and things like that, I don't know if it'd really be a great measure of their skill. I mean, if they are ever going to fight a Tarrasque, it should be, like, pretty legitimate 5e rules. You know, because the Tarrasque is going to be following those rules. And so they, they're going to be able to say, yep, our party defeated a Tarrasque. They should be able to say it, you know, that be able to say that it was completely legit. So, so they went and fought a vampire, and then they began. And then I said that they decided to all retire. And they all went home, hung up their weapons, saying their adventuring days were behind them for now. And that was where we ended it. My first campaign ever. It was a hot mess. But we had a lot of fun. You know, everybody was just great. Bob the Paladin, the oldest character. He was created with Pathfinder rules nearly two years ago. Maybe more now. For a one... Oh, supposed to be a one-shot. Turned into a three-shot that Abby was running for... That me, my wife Valerie, and Anton were playing. And we went through. I created a, a short campaign, which actually was a pretty good campaign, considering I didn't do a very... I kind of had to railroad them at the end. You know, I mean, aside from having to railroad them in the end. My first campaign was pretty legit. They were in one area. They had a very clear goal. And they were walking around, and they were doing the thing. And it went really well. And then I then I switched to the sandbox world. But they still had a pretty clear goal. You know, they were trying to find these people. And I was giving them little campaigns throughout to go through and, and find these people. It was pretty good up until... Well, kind of up until Zixia's wish. <laughs> I, I, I can just see Abby's face right now. It's not your fault. It's fine. To be, no, no, she, the, the, actually that wish was also very legitimate to the 5e rules, come to think of it, come to think of it. Anyway, so yeah, right at that moment, the campaign was broken. And if I was a more experienced DM, I would have realized how important it was to get it back on track while making that wish feel significant. I didn't have to let the whole thing just fall apart. But but I wanted them to feel like, you know, the world was theirs. That they had this whole world to run around in. And in a lot of ways, there's that feeling I can probably learn to recreate with more linear, enclosed campaigns. 
but for now, I'm like, I need to, I need to take a step back. But yeah, the campaign was good, kind of right up until then, and then it was still good. We still had a lot of fun after that, and I did kind of reshape it, but it was a lot less linear after that, and it was, you know, it it suffered because of it, but we still had some really good times. Come a long way. I feel like I've come a long way in learning about how D&D works and being a DM and just also the significance of it. I mean, people who like D&D, I mean, all of us like it for different reasons. For me, I just always been, you know, a huge fan of fantasy and the medieval era and all those things. And so, you know, it, it was just a natural stepping stone for me. But the thing that I've learned and then I've seen this, maybe not so much in my group, but in, in, or in this particular group, but in other groups that I've seen and other people that I've talked to who play it is, you know, a lot of people go to D&D for an escape to escape their problems, to escape, you know, the troubles of their life. And that's a really healthy thing to do. That's a good thing to step away from your problems. But I feel like gamers, especially gamers who like D&D, sometimes have a bad habit of taking that to an extreme. I certainly know I do. I'm a pretty strong introvert, and so I really like being alone. I really like being by myself. I like spending, you know, just hours playing a video game or reading a book or something or binge-watching a show. And that can be good in part, but it's not not good for the long term. D&D is kind of a trap, <laughs> but in a really good way. It's a trap because people who are, are looking for another way to escape get drawn to it. But by its nature, it's a social thing. And I feel like people who really are like, who are desperately trying to get that escapism, to try and get away from everybody and everything, really need that social interaction. It's it's just good to spend time with people and to accomplish something together, even if it is in the imagination. I, and that's something that I just love about it, is, you know, people like me who sometimes struggle making friends or, you know, just being social. You know, every week I get together with people who are not my family and we do something together. And that's really good for my psyche. It's like, even if they're all a little bit crazy, they're still my my greatest friends. And, you know, they're they're a very important part of my mental health. (laughs) And I know that... Maybe that they're all a little uncomfortable hearing that and they feel a little bit of responsibility. It's not like that serious. It's just it's just good to spend time with other people. You know, and everybody's got different things, whether it's game nights or sporting events or whatever normal people do. I'm just I'm just really grateful for this hobby. Grateful for this activity. I'm getting too mushy here. I'm sorry. I wrap this up. All I'm saying is I love D D. Love it a lot. And I really appreciate everybody who's stuck through it all with me. Mushiness aside. Alright, done with that. I'm going to go. I've got work to do. So thank you so much for listening. I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do next week, but I'm going to try and do something. Take care, everybody, and I will see you next time for the next campaign.